Show number 130 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Oh, we're starting. Okay. <laughs> Can't you, like, cue me to a four, three, two, one, go. Okay. So, the big news. The big news. And it, it's, it's happy news and it's sad news. Mm-hmm. And we'll do the sad news first which is that we have had to cancel our appearance in the San Francisco Fringe Festival. Yes, and we're sorry, everybody. We are, are very sorry, and I know you know people were looking forward to it, and I did post something about it on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, people were sad, and we're sad too, but we are definitely going to find a way to present that. We're thinking mm-hmm. possibly at a Star Trek convention, we're going to kind of explore yes. shore leave or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. But the reason we had to cancel is because I, Kitty, am moving to Chicago. (laughs) Now, this does not mean the end of the podcast. No. Because thanks to fucking technology, (laughs) we will still be doing shows and we'll still be able to watch episodes together via the wonders of... That, that series of tubes known as the, <laughs> the internet. Yes. And um and we are still planning, you know, to get together for things like Shat Fest. Yes. And and Shat Moy. Yeah, and Shat Moy and, and Shat Anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're thinking Lena will come to visit in Chicago and we will go to Riverside, Iowa. Yes. So um all of that, you know, is going to be coming up. So it's gonna be different. But in a way I was thinking, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's 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 the circle of life because <laughs> We originally became friends via the internet. That's we, true. We were, were internet buddies for a while before we actually before met. we ever met, yes, because it was one of those things where um, I remember very clearly the group that we were on in the old days of Ask Him and mm-hmm. um, that you were just so funny and so witty and I loved the things that you wrote. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to be friends with this person. This person is so cool. And it, it blew my mind when it turned out that we lived, you know, like 30 miles away from each other. I know. That was so that great. That was the best part. But, yes, I, I was I, I always thought that you were one of the best people on that group. Oh, I'm blushing. Mm-hmm. See, and I, I always thought, yes, that you were very clever and funny, but I also thought you were amazingly intelligent, which has proven to be true. <laughs> but I do remember when we – now we're now we're into – remember when. Remember but when. I do – remember when uh, we were first we hadn't yet met and we were corresponding now not on the group but Mm -hmm. you know privately in email and I was going to go to uh, Friscon as it was called then Mm -hmm. and I was looking for someone you know in the Bay Area that would go and I could hang out with and you said you had gone the year before and no one would talk to you Mm -hmm. and I wrote back and said I will talk to you <laughs> yeah. And we start talking and I don't think we ever ever have, have <laughs> ever stopped. stopped. <laughs> ever. This is true. And, and it's I, only five years ago that we decided to start recording really, everything we say. <laughs> I, I was so happy that you said you were going and that we could hang out together because I really wanted to go, but I didn't want to go again and, and just not talk to people. No, that's no that's fun. That's no fun. Yeah. yeah. And and those kinds of cons you really can't go by yourself. No, because especially a small fan run yeah, kind yeah, of like exactly. that with a very specific audience mm-hmm. and a lot of people at that at that time which is like 10 or more years ago yeah, more than, 10, more than years. 10 years ago yeah. yeah yeah well anyway um they they were not into the internet that's right part of slash mm-hmm. yet and so they um were 
very wary of newcomers who had the way you got into well this might be interesting to fans the way you got into chaos in the old days before mm -hmm. there was internet was you pretty much had to be vouched for mm -hmm. someone and usually you know all the correspondence went on via via mail mm -hmm. and through these zines and and things like that and so there wasn't the constant interplay that you get on the internet and getting to know people really quickly mm -hmm. and apparently um you were like vouched for somebody and then it wasn't a formal thing but you were like a novice mm -hmm. for about a year and you just quietly listened to your elders and before you started right and jumping you, in which was you, not my style and you had to read you had to read everything because everything if, if you didn't read everything and know everything you couldn't participate in any of the conversations that were going on that's very true so it was a lot of learning that first step but yeah absolutely you had to it was like a private club. You had to know someone. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just join it by being a person who was interested in that. Right. And by just buying the scenes and subscribing to the newsletter and everything, that really... Wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Nope. So, you um, know somebody. So, yeah, going to those cons as an internet person in those early days was a, kind of an iffy proposition. It certainly did help to have a friend to hang out with. Mm -hmm. It... it at least you could go to the bar together and go, why don't they like us? <laughs> why did they hate us? Why won't anyone talk to us? What did we do? Really? And why do they think Spock is so great anyway? What's up with that? I don't know. Jesus. Jeez, I don't yeah. know. But thank goodness for us, first yeah. of all, who I think we were among the first to be really out front with our We Love Kirk yeah. and Get Over It. Yeah. And um, and then with the podcast, you know, the, the Shatner love. Mm-hmm. I mean, now there's there's great things like Shatner's toupee and more Shatner <laughs> less shame and you know yeah. all all of these things going on. But we were, you know, we were breaking down the barriers. We were and practically you know, martyrs to the cause. <laughs> it was like Shatner s suffragettes. <laughs> That's what we were. Thinking back to the people that we hung out with at that time, um, most of whom, almost all of whom, were very lovely people, and you yes. know, they were really good. I think we're kind of the only ones who have really continued to be as out front with our Trek love because some people have fallen away. I don't know what mm -hmm. happened to them. I know some people have had personal issues and health problems right. and stuff. Um, and, and some people have just sort of retreated into reading zines and really not doing very much else. I think for a lot of people, and I know I was sort of this way, my whole in introduction to fandom um, was online. Mm -hmm. And, and ask them. And when that sort of after five years or so fell apart, um, I, I think many people moved on to other fandoms, yeah, which I is very right. common. Mm -hmm. um, and we should talk about that sometime too. But um, for me, it was always, you know, Star Trek only. That was the only one I was interested enough in to, to learn all the details mm -hmm. and, and write stories and read stories about and the whole thing. And if there were other people like me for whom... The internet was the fandom, and maybe they didn't really connect on a personal level the way you and I have. It might have they might have felt like, well, the, the fandom is over, mm -hmm. or this isn't a fandom I enjoy participating mm -hmm. in anymore. So you know, it's like, in many ways, Askham was like high school. That's true, and everybody moved on. Mm -hmm. And some people you keep as friends your whole life, mm -hmm. and others it's like, God, whatever happened to you know so yeah. and so. Yeah. That's true. And, and I like to feel that um, we have moved on, but, but in a different way. Uh -huh. Because we've, taken, we've done things with the technology, and we've just expanded 
all of the interest that we have in track. I mean, it's grown outside of KS and it's grown outside of writing and zines and all that, and it's just much bigger and, and more interesting. Yeah. And the, the timing was just so right because we, we started getting into our yay bill, yay bill thing, <laughs> being very open with it and doing the podcast about the time when, um, you know, Bill had done his Priceline commercials mm -hmm. and things were starting to grow out of that and accelerate that way career-wise for him. And so suddenly we were in this Bill is everywhere mode. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we ever had to go searching for things. <laughs> God, what are we ever going to talk about? But like now... We are so flooded with Bill information and happenings and news and history and everything that we do have to sort of cherry pick. It's true. Because it, as we've said many times, we could do this show every day of the week for an hour and mm -hmm. we would never run out of things to talk about. No, never, no. ever, ever. So, um, so the podcast. So it's continue. now a national podcast. It's going to be national. It's going to be a and little my bit address will be the other end of the internet. We will be um, we'll be doing it over Skype or whatever, so the flavor of it will change a little bit since we won't be sitting in the same room. But it will it will continue. It will have new things. Um, we're going to be there doing stuff. You know, when there's events, we're going to try to go to as many events as we can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're we're we can travel. Yep, we can fly. We can do. Things. I'm going to find all the trekkiness in in Chicago for us. That's going to be awesome. And I am just so excited. My husband and I are so looking forward to this. I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm really, I mean, as I said to you when you first told me this, after I got done being all shocked and everything, <laughs> I'm really, really happy for you guys to do this because it's clear that this is what you want to do and what you need to. Of course, I feel really sad for myself. Uh, well, <laughs> and and as here. I said to you, you know, there are things and people I am going to miss and you're top of the list. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we are so in the habit of, even when we don't have lunch together and aren't together doing the podcast of, of just IMing each other and mm -hmm. sending email and things. And we may even introduce the phone into our day-to-day -day relationship. That's true. Yeah. That could happen. I may even actually learn how to text. <laughs> well, see, if you got an iPhone, it would be a lot easier. Well, when we move to Chicago, we are getting new phones. Oh, get an iPhone. <laughs> Well, I want one that I can actually make calls on. Well, then you have to wait till January when, yeah. they, when they go on to Verizon because AT&T sucks ass. Yes, yes. But um, mine is getting really bad reception and dying, and, and mm -hmm. we want a new plan anyway. So, yeah. yeah, I may actually learn to use That's cool. A few um, I have to say I'm actually really looking forward to getting a new iPhone when they go to Verizon because the new ones have so many more... Um, Tech, not text, um, image and video capabilities, mm. which I think we could put to really good use. Yes. So I'm going to be really excited about that. Well, cool. Mm. Oh, also, I'm, this has nothing to do with podcasts, but I just thought of it and I want to remind you while I'm here today, we're at Lena's house. Uh, can I get my Brant doll? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> can we talk about it later? Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you destroy her? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, no, no. She's fine. Oh, all right. She's fine. She has some new clothes. <gasps> Fantastic. But I haven't figured out what the hell I'm going to do with her hair. Her hair is pissing me off. Okay. And I can show you what I've done with it so far, but I'm not happy with it. Okay. Well, then you can keep it a while longer. Okay. okay. But that's it. If anybody out there has a really good method for curling a doll's hair, <laughs> Well, didn't you, know. you read that thing where you boil did, her head? But the thing is, <laughs> yes, that's what you're supposed to do. But, but I can't figure out how to actually put it into a curl. 
because her head is so small and, and you know I don't want it to be like three giant curls on her head right oh okay so mm -hmm. um, I've tried one thing which I don't think has worked very well and I think the next thing I'm gonna do is to find very very small pipe cleaners yeah and wrap the hair around them and then tie them like that but you know doll hair is made of plastic so yeah. it, it's hard to hold it into place and I don't want to destroy it well you know what you could do you could get like a, a big magnifying glass and little jewelers tools Hey, I've been thinking about everything <laughs> that I could possibly do to actually get her Oh, hair man, off. you are so incredible. She has to have curly hair. It's very, very, very important. Well, I was, you know, going through my stuff, and, and there's her chair. Yeah. And I, and, which I've let Kirk sit in, of course. Because um, he's warming it up for her. He's warming it up. That's right. But, um, okay, that's cool. <sighs> so, um... Well, I'll, I'll mention this right now. One of the things that you did while you were cleaning at your house was to vouchsafe unto me um, two very large boxes of Trek stuff. Actually talked her into taking them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'm going to go through. And at some point, we might be selling some of those things. And I would like to... There are to... things I can't imagine <laughs> either of us to keep. There are people who listen to this podcast who might want some of those things. Yeah, so true. I might give you guys first dibs on some of the, the stuff. So I will, we'll let people know if that's going to happen. Now, I have to tell you, the, the, the listeners... The the Kirk dolls, the beautiful Carol Marcus poster, no. <laughs> things like that. No, those are going with me. This mm -hmm. is the stuff where I'm going, oh, God, I'm never going to use this or need this or or whatever. So Well, you never But know. I knew they were going to a good home, at least temporarily. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I just thought I'd throw that out there. You never okay, know. yeah, there, there may be a big Star Trek sale. A private Trek sale. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of sales... <laughs> Let's just segue into the next big topic, which is a big topic indeed. Now, um, this is amazing. This is posted at the Heritage Auction Gallery site, which is HA.com. I've never heard of these people, mm -mm. but they are the world's largest collectibles auctioneer. It says right here on the website. Well, so then it must be true. I might have doubted. This is lot number 49396, titled William Shatner's Star Trek TV Series Costume Wig. One. <laughs> Opening bid, $1,000. How much is that in, in Kwatlu? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll read it. Description. William Shatner's Star Trek, Star Trek TV series costume wig. A brown hairpiece made for him for an unspecified production, possibly worn by Shatner during the third season of the groundbreaking science fiction series, Star Trek, which spawned the mega-successful franchise. Um, Hand-tied and made from human hair... The wig includes the original MGM wig stock record card reading, stock number 1244, date 6768, original player William Shatner, description brown, with the added notation rented to F. Phillips, Paramount Studios, from 6768 to 61768. Fred Phillips was the makeup department head for the entire Star Trek series, as we know, mm -hmm. and he rented the wig for Shatner from MGM Studios, from most likely from William Tuttle, very famous makeup artist, who was the makeup department head of MGM. The wig has been restyled for photography and is in excellent condition. Okay. First of all, it doesn't look like anything we ever saw in him in Star Trek. No, it doesn't. And, and it's the wrong color. It's the wrong color. So one of the, the thing about the color is, okay, it's 40 years old. The color could have changed over time. Right, but here's what I was thinking as you were reading it, because mm -hmm. I read it before, but I didn't, you know, really give it all that much thought. It comes with a card. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this is... Not a bill wig. The card may be genuine. 
from one of his toupees. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't say wig or toupee or hairpiece or anything. That's a really good so, point. So um, somebody has, a t I think, and I could be wrong, but I so rarely am, um, taken this wig that they're going, hey, this you know looks kind of like a Shatner wig, and actually giving it a fake providence by attaching a card to it, which may or may not be real, but I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the info that's on the card sounds believable. Mm -hmm. It does, and I think it would be, why would you bother to, to fake up a card like that? Right. You know, I mean, it would be an awful lot of trouble to make up a fake card just mm -hmm. to sell this thing, because it's not going for that much. I mean, they're saying they think it's going to go for $2,000, which is not like peanuts, really, in the world of collectibles like this. Well, it, and... That's the thing. This is questionable. questionable. It would go for a lot more if it was, it was believable. Yeah. And somebody had um, posted, when we posted this to the blog, one of our listeners, I think it was Murtos, um, sent us to an article where Bill had said he had to wear a blonde wig in White Comanche. Yes. So if this was ever on Bill's head, that certainly is a more believable Right place for it to have been. So I looked at some stills from White Comanche, mm -hmm. and the wig that he wears in that movie is considerably shorter than, than this thing looks. Oh. It's it's much, much shorter in the front. Um, it doesn't really look like the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, here, let me find it. So, um, of course, I immediately sent a note to our friends at Shatner's Toupee, <laughs> since they're the experts on hair. Okay, so here's, here's a, a still. I mean... It's it's shorter on the sides. It's shorter in the front. It doesn't mm -hmm. have that, that longish swoop there. I just don't think it's the same hair. It doesn't look like it to me. I could be wrong. See, to me, I don't know. Let's go back to the, the picture of the wig. They may have brushed it differently. Yeah. You know, it, it certainly looks more believable as the color. Yeah. Now, that's long in the back. Yeah, is, see, it, and yeah. it doesn't look at all like the way it is in the back. Yeah, that's true. That is long in the back. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the way he had his hair in the third season, mm -hmm. which was very long in the back. It was long on the sides, and it was really brushed back, and I yeah. thought it looked terrible. I did, too. Um, but it, this color is wrong, and I really don't think he ever wore a wig, except for the one time, as I pointed out, when he was doing that one shot of his brother Sam. Mm -hmm. But that's not right either. This, the color of that is wrong and the hairstyle is wrong too. So it's very interesting that this thing came up. I, I did get a nice email back from the Shatner's Toupee people who said, um, thanks, we'll write about it next week, but we think the possibility of it being genuine from Shatner is almost zero. Yeah, so yeah. they don't think it's real. Now either. the thing is, if you could prove the card was real, I think the card would be quite valuable. That's true, yeah. And so uh, what I was trying to remember was, were there any episodes in the third season where he wore a wig? Aside from, well, Deadly Years was second season, right? And that was a totally different yeah. hair thing. It wouldn't have been this. No, no, no. But I don't think there were any third season episodes where his hair changed dramatically no, for any No, no. Although they, they um, frequently went to the Planet of Hats. Mm-hmm. And places like that. They yeah. never went to a place where they had to, for instance, put on powdered wigs yes. or um, have afros <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's it's a mystery, so I hope we find out. But, you know, if it is, in fact, just a wig that somebody attached a real card to, that sucks. Yes. And I know the world of collectibles is rife with that kind of fraudulent provenancing, you know, you want things to be genuine. 
So this is going up for auction, uh, and it ends July 16th, which is in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it would be incredibly awesome to own one of Bill's toupees, but like we said, we think they are all in his attic. Well, exactly. That was the other thing. <laughs> the first thing I thought of when I saw this was like, this cannot be possible because Bill stole all of them. Right. Borrowed. Whatever. <laughs> Took him remember home we, accidentally. We, we were uh, speculating at one time that his, his, his daughters, when they were little girls, would, would play with them <laughs> and put them on their teddy bears and their dolls. And... So, uh, it's daddy's hair. Yeah. Let's scalp him. <laughs> so, yeah, this is very, very interesting. Now, speaking of a, a, a Shatner hair thing, I do have to take issue very, very briefly um, with something that appeared on Shatner's toupee. And um, I have to say, I didn't care enough about this to actually write to them to say anything. But I, <laughs> we'll I, talk. But I'll, we'll just talk about it really, really quickly. And that was that um, amidst all the wonderful, wonderful things. And I love this picture that I sent. With the <laughs> this was a, a a little publicity photo of him in uh, gosh, must have been the mid fifties. And he's wearing a little motoring cap, and he's got a corncob pipe in his mouth, and he looks like a dork. <laughs> he looks, like, to me, because Bill always had a very youthful face, uh -huh. and everything, he looks like, you know, an eight-year-old dressing up to be dad. <laughs> he does. He really does. I have a pipe like your dad. So, as I said, he looks, if, if possible, even more awkward with a pipe than with a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. Okay. Oh, now I'm not going to be able to find this thing. Oh, here it is. Oh. So, so this is from um, uh, the empath, and he had the normal toupee. And they are saying that this right here, there's a picture of Bill from mm -hmm. the back, that this is a bald spot, which I completely disagree with. It no. just looks like it's a bad part in that's the back. What, that's what it looks like to me, too. Yeah. They put too much grease in his hair. Mm -hmm. They were trying to do fancy stuff with combing the toupee in to make it work. His hair was long on the sides, and you can see that, mm -hmm. the way it's combed back in this sort of... Yep. Semi-DA um, thing mm -hmm. that's going on, and this is just where his hair happened to part, so it's not actually a bald patch. Yeah, yeah, okay. I agree with okay, you. Okay, good. Good, just need to be right about that. All okay. right. <laughs> and if, if we both agree, that makes that's it true. It. That's absolutely it. So, um, someone else said, oh, it was Mert again, who said, do you think maybe the wig was never worn on air by Shatner, but was just something they tested out in preparation? But why would you test a whole wig if you were know. making a toupee? I don't know. Um, test, they say testing for color, style, etc. That might explain why the wig is in excellent condition also. It's just a screen test, film test, screen test for something. Who knows what? You know, that, that actually is a, a possibility. Yeah. Um, especially if we're thinking like third season when Bill was losing more and more of his hair. Mm -hmm. They might have considered going to a full wig. Mm -hmm. They might have. And considering that it was only rented for... A week. It was from 6-7 to 6-17, so that was that, only 10 days. That actually does make sense. So it was just for some testing. Good good speculation, Mert. Yeah, I, I like that answer. Yeah. I like that more than anything else. Good answer. So there you go. So I won't be buying this, just to tell you. <laughs> okay, I won't either. No. I won't either. Okay. Besides, Big Cardboard Kirk already has a wonderful wig. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so good in that wig, too. Yeah. All piled up on it. Oh head. man, it was a, a nightmare getting him into that, and <laughs> he just—he wasn't happy, and he looks more pissed off than he, usual. He does, actually. I have to say that. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you need to go to the blog because um, 
we know how Kirk and Spock love to play dress up. Yes. And so Kirk went all out for Pride Weekend. Yeah, he looked good. He had and him, I posted his picture. He had on my little cape and everything. Yeah. He looked so cute. He did. It only would have been better if you could have put some lipstick on him, but that would have ruined it. I know. I thought of that. And I was thinking, it, do I dare glue false eyelashes on him? <laughs> that would have been funny. But, you know, again, if, if any of his face had peeled away when I took him off, it would have been... It would have been devastating a disaster this is a, a disaster, disaster. <laughs> i'm really surprised nobody posted that on that picture how dare you you know one of our internet haters really? like that guy we scared into thinking he was gay oh, we have to find that <laughs> okay let's take a little break okay and we'll come back with even more stuff okay space the final frontier these are the voyages of the starship enterprise its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. What has Bill done for you lately? Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You've found the best podcasts in the universe. So now we come to our, our newest segment <laughs> that we just love. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> and we've just listened to the newest um, addition to Bill's Greatest Hits, which is the commercial for the Kansas Lottery. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is unbelievable. So this was posted. So Even for Bill, it's unbelievable. This was posted to, I believe, the Moore Shatner group. And I listened to it, and my mind was blown. I just sat there with my mouth open, like, not believing that I was hearing this thing. It, it was actually, like, such a cliche. Can I believe my ears? <laughs> no. There was no date on this, so I don't know when this was. It could have been yesterday. It could have been, you know, 15 years ago. Who knows? Who knows? I think it was fairly recent just because so? of the, um, as years have gone by, Bill has gotten more and more public with how out there his humor is. That could be. And the self-parody thing. That could be. It's amazing. It's, and, and shows off that Bill really cannot sing at all. I know, but you know what? For a guy who cannot sing, I mean, he's tone deaf. He does understand musical style. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I like I like when he goes, hey, hey, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, oh, it's crazy. It's just so crazy. And the fact that Bill did a radio commercial for the Kansas Lottery, like, where did, how did that fit into his schedule? Like, like it took five minutes. It took five minutes, but, but like, did they come to him to, to say, Bill, the Kansas Lottery, we need you. <laughs> Or, or does he? Oh, is you're calling up, Bill? I got a great one for you. You're gonna love this, baby. This is gonna make you. Or, you know, is it that somebody lives in Kansas that he's friends with, and they were like, Bill, you have to do this for us. We need your help. I, uh, I think it was that, probably that. Yeah. Somebody that he sold a horse to once said, 
Or a friend of his who actually like works for the Kansas Lottery or for an advertising agency. That's true. But it is crazy. It is so <laughs> crazy that he did this for the Kansas Lottery. Can you imagine, though, if you were one of the, the winners who Bill has now immortalized? Oh, my God. You'd listen to this. Every, this would be on your answering machine yes. at home yes. all the time. Now, I, I may put it on mine anyway. <laughs> I want to point out that um, Greg Gray, our man in New Zealand, said to me, um, obviously, Bill did this in one take. Oh. In and out. Oh, just, yeah. Just no oh, fuss. Yeah. He did it yep. straight through. Which Even I, though he always can do one more, but, but just, they got perfection the first time. There you go. And then I have to say, I love Shannon's comment on this. We got a couple of comments. Shannon <laughs> says, I never thought I could love Bill any more than I do now, and then you post this. <laughs> There is no superlative worthy of this man. It's so true. It is so true. And then Margaret says, for one man, shame does not exist. <laughs> also true. Which really sounds like a great movie trailer it does, opening. Doesn't it? For one, one man, man in a world where shame is everywhere. Oh. For one man, shame does not it exist. It does not exist. You know what's oh. interesting, though, about this? Is in light of um, our, our recent thing that went on the blog from uh, Fall on Your Sword, mm -hmm. who did Bill is in Love with the Mountain, yeah. that incredible yes. video. Yes. Bill's speech is very musical. It is. He's and a like he, the, the Fall yes. on Your Mountain, the Fall on Your Sword <laughs> guy was saying, <laughs> you know, it was you could set it to music. It begged for it. And I was thinking. It would be really interesting if you, you know, if you had the musical knowledge in the library and everything to set some of his most famous uh, risk is our business type oh. things to music, not the Star Trek music that swells in the background. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh -huh. Wow. That would be so cool. And you could too. Or just yeah. Bill telling some of his stories. Yes. Just his spontaneous speech. Also, I got to tell you this because I've been meaning to tell you this. Yes. There have been a number of articles about Bill being in band <laughs> For uh, yes. to accept his Lifetime Achievement yes, Award, yes. which was very wonderful. But uh, at one point, he was talking about people who do impressions of him. Mm -hmm. And he says, when he sees this, and he doesn't really understand what they're, they're doing, he says to his wife, are they doing me? And she always says, no. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Oh, I love that. That's really cute. Oh, but yeah, you know... Bill has a very strong sense of rhythm. Oh, yeah. Completely. And that's why his album worked so well, because I think Ben Folds really got that and worked to, to make songs that Bill's rhythm would work with. Mm -hmm. That he just gets where the pauses should come. And, you know, his, his whole speaking style is just almost like the way you have, you know, musical punctuation, where you'll have a lull yep. and then you'll have a high point and... You'll have percussion that fills in different things. It's it's a lot like well, that. Well, I've thought that even just listening to that to infinity and beyond mm -hmm. that he did for um, the Toy Story thing, mm -hmm. it's it's on my iPod and every time it comes on and I'm usually you know at the okay. gym, it's like I I almost always hit play again <laughs> <laughs> because it just it just gets me so up. But he isn't just reading words. No. And 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 acting them, he's very aware that there's. There's music, and it fits the mm -hmm. way he does it. And some of the ways he does it is very surprising, and you're going, that isn't going to, he should have come in sooner. And then you hear it, and you go, no, 
that's exactly where it should be. He comes in just right. Just um, right. You know what would be really cool? I, I know that he's done so many of these um, things on well, when he was on Conan, and he was reading um, the tweets from yes. Sarah Palin. But wouldn't it be good, seriously, to have him read poetry, like like real Japanese haiku poetry, uh -huh. in a very serious way, not as a parody? I think he could bring a whole new dimension to that. Because that's so all too. about rhythm and word placement and stress and uh -huh. pauses. I think he would do such an excellent yep. job with that. I would listen to that. Well, when those Sarah Palin things were, were on, and, the, and it's the same thing as what he did at the MTV Awards, Somebody, I think it was someone posted a comment to our blog about he should just be followed everywhere by a guy with bongos. Oh, yeah. And every time Bill opens his mouth, brrr, yeah. bah, bah, I agree. You know? that, that'd be perfect. Ah, oh, Bill. <laughs> well, um, here's another thing, and I'm so glad you posted this because I had forgotten about this, too. I had course. totally forgotten, and I think I've watched it about 40 times since... I yes. put it up. And I used to watch Police Squad all the time because I loved that show. It was so funny. I, I barely remember it. Oh, it was one of my dad's favorites, so we uh -huh. always, always watched it. And as you pointed out, so for those of you who might not know this, Police Squad was made by the guys who made Airplane. Mm -hmm. And it, was a, it didn't last very long. Leslie Nielsen was in it, and it was a complete hilarious parody of the cop shows that were on at that time. And they always had a guest star who was always killed before the opening credits. Yes. In various and, and amusing ways. And they got Bill to do it. Yes. So this was probably late 70s, I think. I think. Maybe, maybe. Maybe mid, maybe, but maybe, yeah, something yeah, like, something that, like yeah. that. So it was quite a while ago. And this was from um, Series 1, Episode 4, called Revenge and Remorse. And this was just the thing with Bill. Now, where did you find this? Did someone send it to you? Or did you just get it in a Google alert or something? I can't remember. I think um, it might have been a Google alert. Okay. In fact, I'm sure of it. It was a Google alert. Okay, so someone's just put it up recently. Yes. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything. <laughs> well, There is so much Shatner packed into that minute. So he's having dinner with a woman, and he's turning the charm on, which you can see. He gets shot at. By a guy who yells, hey, you! <laughs> <laughs> it's 16 seconds long, <laughs> and it's, it's just... Straight Bill for 16 seconds. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about this is that someone shoots at him, he returns fire, puts the gun down, and goes back to his conversation <laughs> as if nothing had happened. Okay, my favorite thing is oh right God. in the middle of that. Oh, my God. He returns fire, and he does this sort of like little pullback, like to see if he got the guy. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then he smiles, and then he goes back to his conversation with the woman. But it just struck me as so, Bill, because I was so enamored by that, that little pullback move mm -hmm. that I tried to do it. And when I do it, yeah. it becomes a musical comedy oh, thing. Oh, I You know, see. I can't help going into jazz hands. <laughs> and when Bill does it, it's, it's Bill. It's oh. totally Bill. And it's such an unexpected move because when a woman does it, it sticks her tits out, right. you know, and that's when it turns yeah. into jazz hands. So um, it's, I don't know, a tenth of a second long, but I just love it. It's so, I just, it, let's watch it. Let's okay. just watch it let's right now. Let's just watch it. And, so and you can see what I'm talking because about. Because it's special guest star, William Shatner. Look at the face. jokes on it but he just he so casually puts the gun down and it's just like ah. 
my God. But yes, I love that little pullback. That's mm -hmm. great. He sits up just a little straighter. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So, 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 so funny. <laughs> God, he's good. <laughs> he is. He is. He brings so much so much detail yeah. to what he does. Oh. And then some, somebody um, posted in the comments the famous Shatner choke face. Yes. She's very Which choked. he did many times on yes. the track. With, with both hands at his throat. He always does that. He opens his eyes. Yeah, we saw it in uh, Gamesters of Triskelion. Mm -hmm. Several times in Gamesters of Triskelion. And actually. there's another one where he does it on the ship. They're, they're, I've got a screen cap of it. Yeah. And I used it when on Trekfest we were exchanging weird recipes <laughs> and learning about things like the grilled cheese iron. And, mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and he's like this. And, and in the background, her and Chekhov are both, you know, but not to the great extent Bill is. Oh, so funny. Okay, that's great. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, now there's this article that I wanted to talk about, which appears. Okay, so we oh, have yeah? to point out. Yes. Oh, fuck yes is now over. Oh, that's over now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now we're just doing other things. Um, so we as need you, music. As you mentioned, Bill has been in Banff with four Fs at the end. And he did a sit-down conversation with um, Bill Purdy, who's the guy who does um, Big Bang Theory. So, um, Prady, not Purdy. Sorry. This article is great. It's called Killing Captain Kirk. And it talks about... How well Bill was received at Banff. Now, I don't know why this is a surprise to anybody. <laughs> the person who wrote this article kind of writes it as if this is a surprise. Yeah, which, it's news. Which is not, it's not news at Bill all. Bill is I mean, so loved, not just by his fans, but by everyone in the industry. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not news in that way. But the thing that I, so everybody should read it because it's interesting and it's good and all that. But here's the thing. Um, let's see if I can find it. There was this one line in here that almost every single comment took exception to, <laughs> <laughs> including me. Including us. Including us. So, um, let's see. Instead of needing to ask the media to help him promote his projects, he was one of the two people the Banff Festival couldn't prevail upon to grant interviews to individual reporters. The other was Ricky Gervais. Yay! And I posted that little thing that Ricky Gervais said about Shatner, <sighs> which I thought was so funny. They're meant for each other. Even his following seems to be broader. Women, notoriously uninterested in Star Trek, despite how many times he took his shirt off on the show, laughed at his interview as heartily as they had cried at his acceptance speech. Okay. His acceptance speech was beautiful and yeah. moving because he dedicated it to Elizabeth and she choked up. And mm -hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I read that and I went, what, what, what? So there are eight comments. Comment one, what the hell is this? Women notoriously uninterested in Star Trek? I've never met a woman yet who didn't watch it and like it. Agreed. I read recently that Star Trek was gender neutral in terms of convention goers. Um, there was one dorky comment from some guy, tell me where all these women hang out. Yeah. Um, then Star somebody Trek else. conventions, idiot. Yeah. Star Trek, yeah. Um, let's see. Women aren't interested in Star Trek. On what planet do you live? You've obviously never been to a Star Trek convention. So I wrote. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, read me yours. I said, just to pile on, women were mainly responsible for the letter-writing campaign that kept Trek on the air, see Bijo Trimble. Women organized and ran the very first Trek conventions. Women did and do write most of the Trek fanfic. Shatner fandom online, and there is a lot of it, is almost exclusively made up of women. Trek is just for boys is an urban myth. And you know what I would add? In fact, I might have to, yeah. to, to put my comment on, all caps. 
This is a disaster. You should totally do that. <laughs> I will. You Boy, should. she just gave me the impulse I did. finger point. So when we get off the air, I'm, I'm putting on, this is a disaster. Please put this is a disaster. Yeah, because that was really stupid. What a dumb thing to write. Really? Oh. Really? Let's see. Um, there were a couple other nice quotes in here. Um, Bill so confident in himself that he makes people see it his way. U.S., uh, sorry, TV programming analyst Mark Berman in town to deliver a lecture on the upcoming U.S. schedule marveled to McLean's that Shatner, quote, is incredible. They kept joking and poking fun at him, but he's pushing 80 years old, and he never stops. I know. <sighs> oh, and this was the best part. I loved this. Um, but as Shatner left the stage at Banff to a chorus of boos at having the session cut off after an hour... Shatner agreed with the crowd that the next boring panel should be canceled instead, <laughs> but the management wouldn't hear of it. <laughs> I hope he said that. I hope so. Yeah, well, he probably did. Um, oh. Kate Mulgrew said something once about one of the first times she appeared at a Star Trek convention, and um, they had said to her, okay, Shatner will be on for an hour, and then you. <laughs> And so she went off and came back like an hour later and ended up waiting like another 45 minutes while Bill is on stage telling the most bizarre stories and bouncing around and just having the audience in an uproar. And she's going, I'm following this? Who agreed to that schedule? No one can follow Bill. No. And I feel sorry for the people who were on the panel, the boring <laughs> Being panel. Being they're boring. <laughs> because, honestly, why would you bother? Yes. Everybody would just follow him. Yep. Oh, God. I love you, Bill. Yep. So everybody should read this article. It's, it's a very good article. And, and leave a comment yeah. to, to slap that writer just a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going to go on and do this is a disaster. I think that's it's, it needs it. totally appropriate. Okay. Um, tell you what, let's take another little break and then we'll do maybe one or two more things at the end. Okay. Let's do that. something to, to read to us. Uh, which one? The comment? Uh, we could do the comment first. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lena sent this to me. It was a comment posted to the wonderful YouTube video Lena made of Kirk and Spock go ice fishing. <laughs> and the comment came from X stupid X loony X Carol. What does that even mean? It's crazy. I know. Well, this is the comment. And, um, okay, we start out, we have no caps. This makes no sense, period. I thought, missing the H after the G, I thought this would teach me how to ice fish, period. What a letdown. She's so let down, she can't even continue typing. There is no punctuation, if it is a she. Why would you think something called Kirk and Spock go ice fishing? I have to say, if that comment was intended to make us laugh, if it was supposed to be a joke, it's pretty fucking funny. It really is. <laughs> and you know what else is great is um, if you Google these things or you know how they put in relevant links? 
there's ice fishing sites that now link to this. <laughs> and I once wrote a, 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 one of my Star Trek porn stories, or whatever we're calling them, erotica. Uh-huh. Um, smut. Smut, thank you. I couldn't come up with the real word. About um, Kirk and Brant playing pool. Uh-huh. And, and pool and billiard sites are linked to it. Oh, God. That's so funny. Hilarious. Um, this is a good time to remind people that we have a bunch of videos up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I should actually create our own YouTube channel. Oh, we don't have one? We don't have a channel, no. I had just been posting them under... I have a YouTube account of Right, my own, right, right. Um, so maybe I'll make one for Look at His Butt, and then we can brand them all a little oh. bit more. Oh, good. So that would be good. And we want to do put up more of the videos. Um, so you can find Kirk and Spock go ice fishing. You can find our trip into... Um, Hollywood, when we, mm-hmm. we were there for Shatner weekend. The blowjob on the bridge is blow ours. Blowjob on the bridge. Um, the very slow motion with stripper music of Bill's chest. <laughs> <laughs> that's worth watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's definitely worth watching. So, so yeah. Um, so, you guys should definitely, if you haven't already, check out the stuff that we have on YouTube. Yep. That's good. Now, we have one other thing. Yes. This came to me in an email from my friend Sue in Australia. Ooh. And here's what she had to say. I was reading a journalist's biography. I've got to find out from her what biography this is. One of her jobs for a New York magazine had her interview William Shatner. Her mother, 80 years old, is utterly smitten and insisted on going along. Wow. Apparently, W.S. flirted outrageously with her mother. Who'd have thought it? Oh, my God. And then invited them out for lunch and then drinks after the interview was over. Oh, my God. Mom and W.S. shared a passionate farewell <gasps> kiss once the day was over. Parens, not with tongues, we were assured. <laughs> and then, LOL, true to form. When was this? I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it doesn't say if, you know, Bill was... 50 at the time or 75? Oh my God. Can you imagine sitting there watching Bill Shatner put the make on your mother? Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing. <laughs> and he invited them out. Yes. Wow. I love Bill. I just do you think he him. wanted to do a mother daughter threesome thing? Maybe, possibly. But you know, I can I can almost imagine that in his mind, having lunch and drinks with two smart, funny, attractive women would be better than anything that was on his schedule. Then why isn't he having lunch and drinks with us? I don't know, because he doesn't know about us. And, 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 and sharing passionate farewell kisses with tongue. I don't know. We just haven't been introduced to him yet. That's what the problem is. Yeah. If he, if he met us in person, I mean really met us, not like at the Shatner weekend. Right, right. If he would actually let us interview him in person, yes. not over the phone or something, that would be it. He, yeah. yeah, he would. He would. he would clear the decks for at least the rest of the day. He would, because what could be better than hanging out with women? <laughs> From his point of view. But you know, we would have to do like the free enterprise guys did, which is disguise the fact that we're total <laughs> trek dorks. I don't know how I could do that, honestly. <laughs> I really don't know how I could do that. Do you that. think you could refrain from asking stupid questions about the relevant conundrum? <laughs> yeah, I could probably do that. But, you know, I, I think it's, at some point during this, it would come out where we'd be talking about acting or whatever, and one of us, it probably me, would, would say something like, 
I just love when you do the risk is our business speech. <laughs> no, this, damn, damn. <laughs> this is what I can imagine you doing. Okay, you're Bill. Face that way. Yeah. You're talking to me. Yeah. And here's Lena sitting here. And just keep talking. Okay. And then you're going. would never do that. I <laughs> what I was doing, listeners, was leaning over in the most subtle Lena manner I possibly can to like touch Bill's hair and see if it's real. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Poke you know it what there. I would do? What? Well, yeah, I know what you would do. <laughs> no, I was gonna say while he's talking to you, I would lean over and go. Oh yeah, Just that would be good. Inhale yeah. the Shatnerness. But you know what I would really like to do? I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I would I would love to hold his hand. Oh yeah. I would really love to hold his hand. Yeah. Because they're Bill's hands and they're so expressive and just because. That's what I would like and to do. And I would do. like to kiss his hand. Yeah. Okay, this is getting really <laughs> really weird. <laughs> but I would. If I could spend like five minutes and just hold his hand, that would be really nice. It would be. Oh. It really would. And I'd like to pick his pocket. <laughs> Just have a souvenir. <laughs> or, or take his man purse when we leave. Or something, or just run around his house and look through his closet and everything. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Like we're at a museum, the way you and I act at museums. Yeah, no, no. It would totally, if, if I was alone in William Shatner's house, it would be exactly like that scene in I Want to Hold Your Hand. <laughs> <laughs> taking his shirts and rubbing them on my face. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would be what I would be doing. <laughs> Rolling on his bed. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you haven't seen that movie, you have to see that movie. It's so good. Oh, my God. It is the best movie ever made about the Beatles. Beatles and Beatle Just about the Beatles. <laughs> yes, yes. It's great. It was directed by, um, wasn't it directed by Steven Spielberg? Or am I totally making that up? It was by a famous director. Now I, I don't know who it directed it, but um, it's got, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nancy... Oh, Nancy Allen. Thank you. Nancy Allen is in it. Let me check it out. And it's about... And, um, oh, Wendy Jo Sperber is when, in it. Oh, Wendy Jo Sperber. She's God, wonderful. I love her. She is so good. So this was 1978. Oh, I'm sorry. It was directed by Bob Zemeckis. So that's oh, why Oh, okay. That so, yeah, he yeah. did uh, the Back to the Future movie. That's right. So Nancy Allen... Um, Wendy Jo Sperber, Teresa Saldana, who's yes, a wonderful actress. Yes. Oh, She's yeah. great. Eddie Deason, who was in a lot of sort of lower budget films. And it's about some kids who um, try to meet the Beatles, basically when the Beatles come to New York to play on the Ed Sullivan show. Yes. And all the things that they go through. And it's um, Teresa Saldana, isn't it, who gets to go in their room? Or no, I... it's um, Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. Oh, that's right. Yes. So by, by misadventure, she gets to be in their suite while they're not there. Mm -hmm. And she does all of the fan things that you would do, like rolling around on their bed and, and rubbing their clothes on and her face. Hugging and the hugging Paul's face <laughs> and licking it. Yes. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's great. It, 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 and it, even, that's not like the only good scene in it. The whole oh, movie, the whole movie is, good. Is, is just wonderful at, at, capturing the, the flavor of the country at that time in New York mm -hmm. and the Beatles were going to be on Ed Sullivan and trying to get tickets. Yeah. And but, but also just what it's like to be a crazy fan. Yes. And having your fantasy sort of fulfilled. Because I think everybody who's ever been a crazy fan of anybody can relate to that scene. Like, what would you do if you were alone with the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course that's what you'd do. You wouldn't just sit there. Yeah. You know, you'd revel in it and go berserk and think, this is my only chance. I'll never have this chance yeah. again. So you just grab it and do it. Mm -hmm. But that's what I do at Bill's house.
Yeah. I would not sit by his fountain and look at his stupid award. <laughs> I'd be in his closet first thing. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> so I hope Bill never hears this. Because <laughs> he'll never <laughs> let me into his house. <laughs> yeah, Bill, we hope you weren't listening. She's just kidding. I would never she do would that. She would never do any of those things. Never, never do that. Okay. <laughs> we would have to go up in the attic, though, and look for the face. Oh, that would be funny. What does he keep in there? Wait, you know what? Oh, my God. Now I'm really having visions of... So in, So Bill has, you know, his closet where all his nice clothes are and everything, and then there's a little secret room in the back, and it's where he keeps them all on heads, like... Like Futurama? Like Futurama. <laughs> or like when Alan Brady had all the toupees <laughs> on heads on the Dick Van Dyke Yes, show. it would be exactly like that. But it would be a little locked room. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, with special lighting and there would be a lot of red velvet and stuff like that where he would just kind of go in and be with the toupees. Mm -hmm. And they would be all labeled for years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> we would have to find the bedpost that he's notched down to nothing. <laughs> How do you find something that no longer exists? Yeah. 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 <sighs> well, I think we should wrap it I up. I think we should wrap it up now. Because <laughs> Before we embarrass ourselves further. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're like both that's possible. <laughs> I, we are. God, just thinking about all that is making me giddy. All right. Well, that's good. So let's do that. And then I think we are going to watch an episode for the next show. Yes. Let's do that. So um, in the meantime, you guys, think about the toupees, send in your theories about what this stupid thing actually is, and tell us what you would do if you were in Bill's house and nobody was home. Yes. I think I'd like to know. And also tell us if you know of Bill and Trekkie stuff in the Chicago area. Yeah. Because um, in a couple of shows, I will be there, yeah. and uh, naturally, I will do my homework. Yeah, and it'll be a whole new era for Look at His Butt. Mm -hmm. the, the next generation, yep. 2.0, something. <laughs> it'll be an even-numbered one, so it'll be a good one. Yeah, it'll be look at his butt to two. the the wrath of the butt girls. <laughs> I like that. We'll go with that. Okay.